0: Listen, you need more followers. If you want more customers, you need more leads. In order to get more leads, one of the easiest, best ways to do that is by leveraging social media. And the best place to leverage your social media is with Instagram. There are billions of users. You just need to know how to attract the ones who want what you have. Brock and I have helped thousands of people just like you grow their account from like 150 people to 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 even half a million followers. No, you don't need to be a gorgeous fitness model. No, you don't have to be great on camera. It is easier than ever to grow your Instagram account, but you need to understand how. It's not that difficult. In fact, you're probably wasting so much time on Instagram right now, and we wanna help save you time and make you money by finding the customers who want what you have. I invite you to join us. We have a monthly membership. It's insane. It is the best-priced, training, mentorship on the interwebs, if I do say so myself. When you join InstaclubHub, your monthly membership entitles you to two live interactive trainings per month. They're insane. In addition to that, you can log in at any time and watch hundreds of quick, tiny tutorials, each of which are designed to help you grow your Instagram, reach more customers, and do so as quickly as possible. I want to invite you to check it out. Just go to instaclubhub.com. You don't even have to remember that. While you're listening to the show, just scroll down right now over the show notes. You will see that there's a link there to InstaclubHub. You can actually click on that while you're listening to the show and enter your email address to learn more. It's that simple. And we look forward to seeing you on our next live training. Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. By the way, I know many of you also have your own podcast, which I think is a great idea. And you often ask what equipment I use to record mine. Interesting little fact. Today I am recording this from my iPhone. There is no special microphone. I've just used the voice memo app and I just start recording. I'm holding my phone, I don't know, probably four inches away from my mouth. That gives a little bit of sound quality. I'm actually recording this on my bed And I'm doing that because I'm not getting, like, all the reverberation from hardwood floors or hard surfaces. So recording in your closet, recording, you know, with pillows around you, that's going to help improve the quality. And here's a fun little thing. I'm sure Android has its own version. But with the voice memo, they now have a feature that you can tap that enhances the quality of the audio. So, for example, when I use my iPhone to record in my car, it just... It doesn't sound great. It didn't used to sound great. But now it's got this little feature. You'll see like a little slider that allows you to edit very easily. Like it's a tap of a button and it will eliminate gaps where you are pausing to think about the next word or just moments of silence. It'll eliminate those gaps automatically and it eliminates background noise. Amazing. It really can. I mean, you don't need fancy equipment to start your own podcast. And each podcast that you record becomes a digital asset. The original recording becomes a digital asset. As a business owner, so many of the things that we create, they are digital assets. They have value. And we're really beginning to recognize this now as a society, just with NFTs, how important digital assets are. And that is why you're hearing this episode today. So I originally recorded this episode for my lifestyle podcast, which is called The Shalene Show. And after I did it, I'm like, you know, it's the entrepreneurs and the business owners who this needs to be a mandatory listen. So without further ado, please sit back, enjoy, take a few notes. But most importantly, I would say set aside like maybe two or three hours to follow through on the suggestions that I give you. It might not even take you that long. I mean, I'm assuming you have a password manager. If you don't, then set aside two or three hours. If you do, set aside maybe an hour to follow through on some of the things that I mentioned in this episode. This episode could save you a lot of heartache and stress and frankly, loss, because your digital assets are part of your estate and they have value. Here we go. This might seem like kind of a dark topic, but it's a really important one. Okay, so just so I can get you hooked Imagine right now that your mother or your aunt or someone who maybe doesn't know all the different sides of you were to be given your phone and told, just go through it. Look at every photo, look at every video, look at every text message. How would that make you feel? Would that be a good thing? Would that be a bad thing? Are there certain things you would want to delete that you wouldn't want them to see that you'd want to protect your family members from or that you wouldn't want the world to know? If it feels like that would be a pretty scary thing to have happen, I think it's really important that you listen to this episode. Two things are inevitable, death and taxes. And we're going to talk about the first part. We're going to talk about death today. What to do with your digital assets, how to protect them before your inevitable death. Now listen, I'm not trying to say you're going to die tomorrow, but like, if you were to, do you have your digital assets in order? I want to tell you a couple stories. So the first one is someone who I'm close with, whose brother died of a drug overdose, but it was an accidental drug overdose. Now, he was someone who was struggling with addiction and had been struggling with addiction for many years. I think at the time of his death, they thought he was doing a lot better. I might have that piece of the story out of sync, but they had had him in and out of of rehabs, they knew that he struggled with addiction and hung out with some kids in Southern California who were doing the same. And it became a really big problem in South Orange County. A lot of kids doing heroin, kind of crazy. Well, on one night, this kid got his drugs from his dealer and it was laced with fentanyl. And fentanyl is killing so many of our youths, unsuspectingly. They're dying of accidental drug overdose because they're buying drugs off of the street that are laced with fentanyl. And you might think, well, like, why would any drug dealer lace their drugs with fentanyl? Well, apparently, and I'm not an expert on this, but like apparently a lot of street drugs are cut with fentanyl and it's not always an even mixture. You know, these aren't pharmacists. And so this kid unfortunately, dies of uh, accidental drug overdose. And so do a bunch of other kids on that same weekend. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was like five or six deaths in the course of about a two-week period. And this friend of mine believed that these were all linked to the same dealer. When her brother passed away, she like went on a crazy rabbit hole, like going to find out who this drug dealer was. You know, that's kind of where she focused all of her attention at the time. Unfortunately, when her brother passed, he had an iPhone that had a passcode on it. So no one could access his phone. No one could access his previous messages or phone calls, conversations, Not even the police. It's a privacy law. Had he given someone in his family access to that passcode, if somebody knew that passcode and could access his phone, there's a possibility that this case could have been solved. Who knows? The point of the matter is there was nothing anyone in their family or law enforcement could do to access that information because... Of privacy laws. Now, privacy laws are great, but you have to wonder if her brother wouldn't have wanted to, to have people have that information. I know another lady who about two months after her husband passed away, she started getting messages from other friends and family members asking why they were receiving Facebook inbox messages from her deceased husband the messages were promoting or, I guess, encouraging people to click on a link that went directly to a porn website. Maybe you've already guessed it, but her husband's Facebook account, which she did not have access to, had been hacked. And the hackers probably didn't even know he was deceased. They were just, you know, one of those random hacks. There's a million that happen per minute. And her husband's Facebook account was hacked. And whoever the hackers were... Probably bots just took it over and started sending massive amounts of spam inbox messages to his friends and family members and the people who he was connected with on Facebook. Can you imagine the grief and the pain and the embarrassment and just an ungodly situation for someone to have to deal with? I can't imagine. But I tried to imagine what it would be like if, for example, I were to pass away tomorrow and my family members didn't have access to my Dropbox files. So I have two separate Dropbox files. I have one where we hold all of our digital assets related to our business and profession. And then I have a private Dropbox where I've uploaded every single video, photo, anything you can possibly imagine that's personal or related to my family. I took all of our Photo books and photo albums, and I had them digitally scanned. So, all of those photographs, including photographs of my parents' wedding and their childhood and my great grandmothers and grandmothers, all of those photos, everything has been digitized, but now it's saved in Dropbox. But what would happen if I didn't have a plan in place and I were to pass and no one knew how to retrieve those files? Even if they knew how to retrieve them, if they didn't have my credentials, if they didn't have my password and email and everything, two-factor authentication, they might not be able to access those. So we've set up all of these privacy protections and ways that we can protect our own accounts, for example, like two-factor authentication. But if, for example, I were to pass and someone wanted to get into my Instagram or to take over one of my accounts and they tried to log in, their login would then send a two-factor authentication notice to my phone. So if I haven't given my loved ones the passcode to my phone, they wouldn't have access to anything else. And these are things our parents and their parents didn't have to think about. These are things I haven't even thought about until recently, When I started hearing some of these stories and thought, yeah, I mean, do I have a plan in place? You know, everyone's going to die, right? It said in 2070 that there's going to be more people who are deceased with Facebook accounts than there are people who are alive with Facebook accounts. Isn't that just insane to think about? So it's something we all need to have a plan in place And I know it sounds overwhelming and a little bit cumbersome to you right now, but and I'm not saying I'm an expert at this, but I want to tell you what I'm doing to make certain to do my best to ensure that should I pass, the right people can get into the right accounts and can maintain, preserve, or otherwise protect my digital assets. Okay, and this has to start with a decision. The decision has to be that you care about these things And you also have to know that accidents happen. Like, I don't care how old you are. It doesn't matter. People die every day from accidental deaths. So you just have to make a decision that you care about your digital assets. You care about what people remember you by. You care about your remaining family and how they could be traumatized by not having access to some of your accounts or some of your information. So it's, it's just, it's so important that we have a plan in place. And this is not gonna take that long. It isn't, but it does take some planning. And here's where it starts. It starts with you getting a password manager. The biggest, most reputable password managers, and these are apps you can buy on your desktop or on your mobile device. The three biggest are probably Dashlane, 1Password, and LastPass. And there's probably 10 others, but those are the three biggest. I personally use 1Password. I don't have any affiliation with them. I think that the other ones are just as good. It's, It's just the one that I know really well and everyone on my team, all of our family members, everybody uses it. And I'm a huge stickler about this. I mean, every consultant that we work with, we just do not send passwords back and forth. So here's how a password manager works. You're just going to download the app and I'm going to be honest, you're going to probably need to watch a few YouTube videos to really understand how to use it. Like maybe just even one YouTube video. Maybe you're super tech savvy and you're going to understand it immediately. I've done a couple of previous episodes explaining that your password isn't what protects you. It's actually a lot of different things. It's it's social engineering. If somebody can hack into your email, then they probably can reset all of your passwords. So the first thing you have to do is make sure that your email is protected. I recommend Gmail. And I just don't want to repeat so much of what I've shared with you in the past about how to set up and protect all of your your accounts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link to that in my show notes, because I'm assuming some of you are like, I heard that episode, I took you very seriously, I did not want to get hacked, and I followed through on those steps. So I don't want to repeat all of those individual steps. But just as a quick summary, it starts with a password manager. Your password manager is where you are going to store all of your credentials for every single account. I mean, everything we have is in our password manager. And I know what you're thinking, wait a second, if everything is in one place, isn't that super duper scary? It isn't. Again, I explained that in that previous episode too. It's all encrypted. I mean, it's almost unhackable, almost. I mean, nothing is unhackable, but like it's the absolute safest thing that you can do. Storing your passwords on a note in your phone is like the dumbest thing you can do other than writing them on a Post-it note then sticking that post-it note on the front of your laptop. Sorry, dad, if you're listening, (laughs) or using the same password or some variety of the same password. Yeah, that's not going to work either. You want your passwords to either be auto-generated or to be super complex and have multiple digits, multiple numbers, and to never repeat. And for that reason, You just will never be able to remember those. You need a password manager. You need a password for freaking everything today. And that's really important. And you also need to set up two-factor authentication on almost all of your accounts. But we'll save that for another podcast. Let's just talk about you getting all of your passwords into a password manager. Now, here's what's key. We have what's known as a family vault on 1Password. That means... As a family, there are certain things that we can share, and we can each have our own private vaults within that family vault. My husband, in his vault, has my master password. There is one very complicated password, just one, and it's the only one that I have to remember. That is my master password that unlocks my one password manager. Okay, so follow along. So imagine a safe. For those of you like who aren't tech savvy, I just want you to imagine a safe. And inside that safe is every bank account number, every important asset. It's like where all the jewels are kept. They're in that safe. Okay, but I have to give somebody the master password to that safe. And that master password is in Brett safe. Does that make sense? Now, if you don't want to give your master password to your password manager, to one person, Here's what you can do. You can give half of it to an individual and the other half to another individual. Let's say you've got two kids. You can say, all right, child A, you're going to get the first half of it. And child B, you're going to get the second half of it. And upon my passing, you guys come together and you've got the code to unlock the safe, i.e. my password manager. You could give it to an aunt and a cousin. I mean, as long as someone knows, and you've got to put that in if you're going to divide your password, you've got to let those people know, like, okay, here's the other person who has the other half so they can come together and you have to trust them enough that, because literally when you give someone your master password, that gives them access to freaking everything. So it's kind of like someone who you trust with your entire digital planning, all of your digital assets. They're like your digital asset managers. Once that person unlocks your one password, they have access to then everything. Now, I don't have to worry about telling you know, anyone, okay, here's the password to my phone and here's the password to my Dropbox and here's how to get into my bank accounts and here's how to have access to my emails. Like It's all in one super secure place. Everything is there for me. My driver's license number, my passport information. You can store photos in there. You can store like everything that's of significance, your medical records, detailed notes, private notes, all of those things can go into password manager. Now, if you are thinking to yourself, I just don't know if there's one person who I want to have all of that, then you've got to make a decision. Then you have to go through it, you know, category by category. And you have to make sure somebody or people in particular are given that information now some people put this in their will and testament and i just i don't think that this information should ever be on a piece of paper meaning your account numbers etc your passwords because frankly they change all the time right hopefully you're changing your passwords on your accounts on a regular basis which means even if i had given My password and how to log in to let's say Dropbox or my Facebook account. And I gave that to someone who you know is close to me. I have to remember every time I change it to tell them to update it. Well, if you have a password manager, you never have to do that. It's all updated, it's all encrypted. The only thing you have to remember is that if no one has your master password, then even those companies cannot release the information to you. They can't even release, like, let's say, for example, I were to forget my own master password and Brett didn't have it. I wouldn't be able to retrieve any of that information from my password manager, which is 1Password, which I think is such a terrible name for a company, by the way. This is a side note, because when you say 1Password, it sounds like, one, it, it, anyways, It's just not a great name for a company. But that's the company that we use. Again, Dashlane, 1Password, LastPass. These are all super reputable companies. And like I said, there's quite a few others. Is there a fee associated? I think there is. I don't remember what we pay, but it's really a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of security and safety and peace of mind that it provides me. So every single new person that we bring on to our team, they all have to download the app, and we have a a team account, we have a business account that is separate from my personal account. And if we bring on, let's say, someone who I only want them to have access, let's say an accountant, they don't need to have access to my Instagram accounts or my Dropbox, but they might need to have access to certain other accounts. Well, I can create a separate vault and just move those password credentials, et cetera, into that vault. And here's the really cool thing. If they don't have the app, They can't do anything with it. If they do have the app, it allows them to unlock and log in, but it never allows them to actually see the password. It's remarkable. Thank God for this technology. And again, I'm not saying it's like a thousand percent foolproof, but when I thought about like, how do I help you figure this out in the easiest way possible? And I just think this is the easiest, most convenient, most kind of like all-inclusive way for you to figure out one place to store all of this that is literally like a vault. Again, I don't care which app you download, but you, you really do need to do this. And you need to figure out who it is you're going to give your master password to. Now, a lot of these master passwords, they also have like an activation key. That is another very powerful way to protect you. So let's say that your master password, you think it's safe by writing it down on a piece of paper and someone were to find that, that's pretty scary. That would mean they have access to your whole life. So instead of doing that, you would want to use an activation key. Don't worry about, I'm probably overcomplicating this. Don't even think about that, okay? Just forget that I even said that. All I want you to do right now is to download one of those password managers. You can do a Google search to find out the top password managers. But just remember this. When you do a Google search for the top password managers, you're going to see a lot of paid search engine optimization articles. That means these are articles that the company who is at the top of that list or somewhere in the top five of that list, they've paid to have that article written. Does that make sense? So they might be listed as being one of the top password managers, but they actually paid to have that article written. So I personally find it is more accurate to look at YouTube reviews, or you can just take my word for it. I think those three that I just listed, are they're really like you know, comparing apples to apples. They're very, very similar. It's just which one is most convenient for you. If you work in an organization where they use a password manager, you should just have your own. Just... Get your own personal password manager. Spend a little time watching a few YouTube videos to understand how you can use this, but it's just the safest, most reliable way for you to have a plan in place should you, I mean, not should you, we're all gonna die, right? I mean, we just are. And I don't mean to be morbid, I just, I want you to think ahead about these things. And frankly, based on the episode that I did on Wednesday, talking about caring for your aging parents. I don't know if you guys have ever gone through this with your parents. It is a nightmare. And it just it needs to be done. So my recommendation is we've got to get our parents to make sure that we have a shared vault so that when they change their passwords, they're not writing it down on a Post-it note. And then you've got to like search through their yellow legal pad to find their passwords in the event of their passing. I mean... What you want to be able to do is be present and be able to grieve and to not have to worry about all of these things. You want all of these things in one nice, neat, little, well-organized, easy-to-use place that's safe. So one way that you can bring up this conversation with your parents is to say, you know, maybe tell them some of the stories I, I started this podcast off with and share with them, like, you're doing this for yourself. And you want to help them do it. At a minimum, you need to make sure that there is one place where you have access to their most important accounts. You know the ones I'm talking about. It's probably not your dad's Facebook account. You need to understand everything else, though. It's just so much easier to do it this way than when you're wrought with grief and family members are getting involved. There's so many other things for you to worry about, and you're planning a memorial service for somebody. I mean, the last thing you wanna be doing is scrambling to see if you can figure out how to log into their email to make certain that their automatic bill gets paid for their mortgage. You know what I'm saying? That was another story. An- another friend of mine, oh, this is crazy. Her husband had passed away and she thought she had taken over like all of the accounts But there was just one automated payment for her mortgage that she didn't realize was still attached to her husband's email, I think it was. And so she didn't receive the notification and didn't realize that on one of the months, the payment had not been withdrawn for their mortgage. Until she got a notice from the bank saying that she was late, which went on her credit report. And she had no idea because she wasn't in his his email. It's just one less thing you want to worry about. Do it now while you're thinking about it. You know, spend a couple of hours this weekend just getting your ducks in a row. Do yours first, understand it, then have that conversation with your kids. Yeah, have that conversation with your kids. Then have that conversation with your parents. Have this conversation with your friends. Almost every social media platform, and I think quite a few of the email platforms and and others too, now have what's called a legacy contact, and that's a person that you can set up to have access or to be contacted in the event of your passing where they actually have the right to take over your accounts. But my thing is, as I'm thinking through that, that's a pain in the butt. Like I have to set up a legacy contact for each and every account. I mean, I'm going to forget accounts. By creating and by using a password manager, you don't have to do that because you're actually giving one person basically access to everything without having to do it through the app. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Now, if you want to have a social media will drawn up, I don't know, some people might want to, Rocket Lawyer, if you go to Rocket Lawyer online, rocketlawyer.com, they have a social media will. I don't know enough about that to give you information on whether that's necessary or not. I think if you are giving someone your master password to your password manager, you've given them access to all of your digital assets. All right? It doesn't mean that you've given them the ability to go into your bank account and sort funds out, but you've given them the ability to log in. And this is really, really important because hidden in the detailed terms and conditions for almost every social media platform, is this kind of unpleasant caveat? You know, that when you accept the terms to use Instagram, to use TikTok, to use whatever social media platform you're thinking about right now, you're giving that platform, they give you, I should say, a lifetime license. That means while you're alive, you can upload, download, and have access to your own assets. But again, it's a quote, lifetime license. And you've agreed to that when you signed up for these social media platforms, which means that upon your passing, you don't have the right to it anymore. And that is why it's really important that you give these rights to somebody else and that your assets and access to your assets is protected. I don't know about you, but I think about how many photos and videos and, oh my gosh, text, like so many things, so many memories I just think about like all the memories I have of just even Bob that are on my phone that I know Brett would love to see those. And if if something were to happen to me, if there were like some crazy accident, he wouldn't have access to those. So it's really important that he, and we just talked about this before I recorded the podcast. I'm like, just to refresh your course, you know where my master password is, right? And he's like, yes. And I said, all right, tell me if you can find it. Because it's not something you do on the regular. So he's like, okay, I found it. Yep, it's right where I thought it was. So... It's something that might feel kind of macabre to think about, but it's so important. It's so important that we think about our digital assets in much the same way we think about our physical assets. Our parents and our grandparents used to, like, you know, leave heirlooms, a rocking chair, a set of china, furniture. Our kids and their kids, they don't want that stuff anymore. That's not even a value anymore to these younger generations. And I get it. Like my mom tried to give me some of my, I shouldn't say try to, my mom offered to will to me some of my grandmother's pieces. And they're they're lovely, but they don't go with my decor. And so it just didn't make sense for me to say yes. You know, I, they just didn't bring me the same kind of, they bring me joy to look at them. They bring me joy to see photos of them and to think about, when they were bought and what their life was like at that time, but they're just not how I'm going to decorate my home. And those legacy pieces, they just don't have the same meaning. There aren't as many heirloom pieces that our generations below us are going to want from us. But what they are going to want is, are those memories, those digital assets. And some of them, I don't know about you, but some of those digital assets, I want to make sure my children never see. Are you with me? All right, so let's put a plan in place. Schedule some time. Here's my call to action. This is my challenge to you. Put it on your calendar. Schedule out two or three hours because that's going to be more than enough to download the app, to understand it, and to start adding your accounts to it. And you're going to feel so freaking proud. I want you to jump inside the pod squad and brag it up. I want you to say, Shaleen, I did it. I'm really proud of myself. I downloaded a password manager and I've started adding all of my accounts and I feel like a freaking adult. I feel like I'm making life easier for the people who I love in the event of my untimely death. All right. The pod squad is on Facebook. You can just, well, there's links to everything I ever talk about is below in our show notes. Like, so if you want to be a Patreon member, the link is there. If you want to join the Pod Squad on Facebook, the link is there. All of our sponsors, the links are below in the show notes. So if you're ever wondering, just scroll down and you'll see that in our show notes. And that was it. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I will talk to you soon.
1: If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and following along. Build Your Tribe is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. Build Your Tribe is released every Tuesday and Thursday. For Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, The Shaleen Show. It's about living your best life, improving all areas like mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, ADHD, fitness, self-care, sleep, and so much more. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.